What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, Austin, Del Rio, people up in Tyler, people up in the Shy City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. You're tuned in here to the Friday edition of the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producer. Sam spinning the one and twos. 1-800-707-9760 is your number to participate. Today's show is being presented by HazelSkyOnline.com. Make sure you continue to visit their website. Check out all their latest products. Shop for the comforts of your own home. And this first segment of the day is going to be sponsored by Way to Grow. Way to Grow is a full-service landscaping company that can handle all your residential or commercial needs. That is Way to Grow, official sponsor of the sports grind. 1-800-707-9760. We know what you want to talk about. Like always, it is open phone lines. Feel free to give us a call. Anything that we are discussing on the docket today or anything that we discussed yesterday, you have an opportunity to call. You can parlay that over today. And anything that we're discussing, like I said, today, you can do that as well. We just ask you to be patient during the breaks and during the segments, and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly. Also, don't forget, if you need to follow me on Twitter or reach out to me on Twitter, it's at SportsGrind. And if you need to... Uh, if you want to participate in the show and you want to catch the live stream, you can log on to the business page of Sports Grind Entertainment, or you can go through my personal page and you can stream the show. And if you miss any of the daily episodes, you can go to sportsgrindonline.com where you can go ahead and download the daily podcast as well. 1 800 707 9760. What's up, Ms. Clark? Ready to rock and roll. There you go, Mr. Sams. What's up, fellas? How are we doing? Doing all right. It's Friday. Um, Got a little programming note. Uh, next week, uh, we'll be off Wednesday and Thursday of next week. So just to give you a heads up, we'll be off those two days uh, handling some uh, personal stuff and business and stuff. So we'll be off Wednesday and Thursday. So just I'll let you know that now because I'll say it again on Monday for case people that are just Friday listeners of the show. They'll still get it on so, Twitter when Got- yeah. Gottlieb's on. Yeah, I know, right? Um, also, so yeah, so we've got some things to get into uh today um let's see a lot of stuff going we got the of course we've got a master's update the wind and showed up at augusta um you know from what i've heard i haven't seen any of his live coverage but t wheezy struggling today i think he's at three over on the day plus two through four last time i checked i'm trying to get the uh it up here in the studio here soon as jonas works to get it on but yeah man the 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 wind has showed up uh, there's a couple guys, at least on day one, that kind of struggled. You know, Brooke Kepka, you know, I told you I was looking at Spieth, but, you know, he was at two over at one time. I think two over at the end of the round yesterday. Kepka was at three over. Dustin Johnson's doing pretty decent. Uh, but it's going to be interesting to see how they handle the conditions uh, today with the winds. I know by this time or later on, probably about 3 o'clock coming up here right about this time, they're supposed to be maybe gusting up to 40 miles an hour winds and the difference is it's like you know what i've heard from people that's played out there or pros and everybody the analysts they always talk about you know with the trees the pine trees there's a lot of pine trees in there so therefore the wind when that wind whips in there you never know what direction it's gonna go so it's kind of challenging the good thing is, is this is not like you know u.s open rough or anything like that uh, but the wind's definitely going to be challenging and I, I wouldn't i don't think anybody's probably going to be going that low Today there might be one or two in the field, especially if they had a rough day yesterday and make a uh, make a move. But T. Wizzy struggling today. But you know, yesterday his uh, his his post round interview. Like if you follow Tiger for all his career, I mean, yesterday in his post round interview, it told you a lot. I mean, I listened to him about he just said, "Hey, you know, he was really open." 
about what it took to even get to that point, and he was talking about the tedious of the the uh, the rehab and all that. But the one thing that stood out to me was, um, and he wasn't getting emotional. Anything. He's like, "Hey, but you know what?" He goes, "If you would have seen my leg, pictures of my leg, or what it was." He goes, "But you know what?" He goes, "Some of these guys." He goes, "You know, they've been over the house. They 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 saw it, and that stood out to me." I'm like, "You know what?" Fifteen years ago, ten years ago. Phil, VJ, no, nobody was going to T. Weezy's house. Nobody was going to his house. Like I, I stood out, I'm like, wow, man, he's really, he's got relationships. I mean, he's opened up. A lot of that's going to have to do with, you know, what he's went through and, you know, the the, the whole infidelity and kind of, re, you know, kind of basically, kind of softening, not softening up, but kind of opening up and being more, you know, open to his peers. But I, that stood out to me when he said, I was like, wow, man, like he, there's a good, and I know Justin Thomas, like I said, that's like his, you know, it's crazy because Tiger has, you know, when he kind of came on the scene, first it was Mark O'Mara that was older than Tiger, you know, by like 10 years or so, or 10 or 15 years, whatever. And then, you know, from that, his relationship has come into more of the elder relationship with Fred Couples. That's almost like a father, like a father relationship. And then Justin Thomas being way younger than him, it's like the little brother relationship with Justin Thomas. But to sit there and say, hey, some of the guys have been over the house. They've seen it. They, they knew what I went through. I'm like, wow, man. that's It's definitely seeing seeing a change in regard to this guy was not anybody on tour. He, he wasn't basically hanging out kumbaya. You know, it was maybe him and Stevie, and that was it, and, and you know, whoever, and, and a bunch of chicks. That's about it. There wasn't no peers playing. But like you said, too, he's also on, like, hole 17 for his career. I mean, this is kind of where you appreciate your, your competitors. You kind of get it in while you can. I think That's even tr- Tom Brady, again, for that comparison for, for the casual sports fan, can also understand, like, Tom's kind of opened up a little bit more to, to teammates, I feel, over the last few years to the media uh, and to fan bases, too. Yeah, that's true. But it did like he even Tiger touched on what I told you about yesterday. He talked about he compared like football and like it's a it's an individual sport. So, I mean, you can say, yeah, maybe he's trying to smell the roses as he's on the end. But at the end of the day, he's still trying to compete out there. I mean, he's still he, I mean, he hasn't announced his retirement from the from the tour yet. So he's still trying to compete for the best if he can coming off the conditions of that. But that kind of stood out to me. So you will get you to the leaderboards update throughout the show. So that goes on. Also, uh, you have, um, you know, of course, the NBA. We only got a few games left. Your San Antonio Spurs um, pretty much lose last night in Minnesota. Um, and they, what was it, 127, I think, to 121 or something like that, or 127 to 120? 127, 121, yeah. Yeah, 127 to 121. And really, you know, when you look at that, uh, the thing that really stood out to me was really the post game. You know, the Spurs – you know, post-broadcast team led by former San Antonio Spurs, Matt Bonner, um, they really got a – they had really had a problem with Anthony Edwards last night. Um, you know, and I, and I was listening to Sean's feed, Elliot's feed or whatever, um, you know, but Matt Bonner really took exception of it. I don't really pay too much attention to their post-game on a local feed, but last night it just stuck there so happily, and this was kind of that – Topic, but you know they were really looked at it as like, hey, you know, you got to respect the game, you got to do that. You know, maybe it's because I played over a decade with Pop, and it's one of those don't show up the game. And even his his uh, his colleague there was saying that you know, well, first of all, this ain't the first time with Minnesota. They brought up the fact that Anthony Towns was trying to get sixty when they played down here with the three point. Um, look, man. It's, it, it, I mean, this happens. I mean, some courses the NBA to certain. 
teams and franchises, when guys are on the cusp of even getting 50, I mean, they were trying to get them 50. Now, I thought Sean brought up a good point in regards to now in that moment, they ran the risk of maybe blowing the game because you should be trying to eat the clock out, but you're jacking up threes and shots because he's trying to get to 50. But to really be that upset about that, uh, I mean, in, in this day in the NBA, I mean, come on. I mean, I, I forgot who that was. I saw a guy basically take a shot on the wrong goal so he could log a double-double, triple-double. I can't remember who that was. You know who that was, Sam? Ricky Davis with the Cavs. Okay, there you go. Ricky Davis. Sam's got a good memory. Ricky Davis. In the middle of the game toward the end, shot a ball so he can get a run. There are certain things that's like, okay. I, I just thought it – I mean, I get it, but I thought it was a little bit overboard on, on the local crew last night. I, I think that it just really comes down to not even the the insult to injury because obviously the Spurs almost came back in that one. So home broadcast is going to be like, okay, I mean, if you're going to if you're going to joke around, if you're going to clown around and do this, but it was just like they lost the objective. The, the T Wolves coming down the stretch lost the objective of the game, and it's if the, as they're going to try to compete in these playoffs because they've locked their spot in. I think that's a that that's a, a mark against the coach to be like, guys, look, I mean, 50 points. It, it's not even like it's a record or anything. It's just a career high. Like, why chase a career high when you're this close? You're this close to the playoffs. And mentality needs to be about winning games, position, getting momentum. And you're more worried about 50 points. And, and the Spurs, like within the final minute, the Spurs were down nine. And then they pulled close to four. It shouldn't have ever even even happened. Uh, but you know, but again, it's Minnesota. I mean, what have they won? I mean, and again, it's a players run league. I mean, it, I get it from the, I mean, like they they're making the playoffs. The the crazy thing is these two teams could see each other in the playoff in a playing situation whatever. Yeah. Okay. But it goes the. I mean, then like I said, then you should never just stop them. You should never got to 49. That's on, that's a young coach over there. It's Minnesota. Well, they, they stopped they him from getting they, 50, that's for sure. Huh? They stopped him from getting 50, that's for sure. Well, it was too late by then. I mean, like I said, it was too late by then. They didn't. They couldn't do anything with him all night. I mean, it's just, I mean, but to bring up the fact when Carl Anthony Towns was here and he was trying to go, he was left in the game. I mean, it's just like, that's that's usually been above us. I, I understand what Matt Bonner saying is like, again, he played for Pop. Like, of course, Pop, that's stuff that really doesn't go on down here in the individual accolades, per se. That's always been cemented. But to go on and be like and under, not understand that in this NBA where guys are paying attention to their stats, there's bonuses involved, there's this, and there's situations that we are down to where there's two games left. Now, if this was a playoff game or if this was an elimination game for Minnesota, then maybe so. But, I mean, I'm not going to say I don't understand it. I just, in my opinion, I just thought Matt Bonner and the local crew kind of went a little bit overboard on it. Well, just know he got clowned internationally on social media for it, too. That's fine. I mean, it, it, but to me, it's nothing new. We, we, we've we seen guys try to go for whether it's a scoring title, whether it's going. I mean, hell, um, does anybody remember the back in the day when, when Dave won the scoring title, a game against the Clippers where Dave scored, I think it was damn near almost 70 points or 60-some points? Uh, I remember that game, and I know they was kind of we were we were trying to get Dave the scoring title in. That's a scoring title. Uh, That's not a personal best. It's the same thing. Joker, Joker it's the last same thing. night. Joker last night in that game made history. Yeah, he made history, and they were up by thirty, and Malone was still rolling him out there. But even Malone, when he couldn't get get Joker his final two points, he still sat him down. 
Because okay. he's like, he's like, I can't. It's now about the season. I've given you a couple minutes, an opportunity to try to get your two points. Now I've got to pull you back out. And yeah, because the like pulled a, it closed, and he and, had to. Put and and back like in. I'm telling you, Malone is they're on Malone's ass up there. Joker, if they lose Joker, they're screwed. That's apples and oranges comparing them to Minnesota, where Minnesota, Minnesota is trying to get it loses their chance if they don't have Ed, if they don't have Edwards, and Edwards gets hurt trying to go for fifty. They're not on the the expectations is not the same as the Denver Nuggets in Minnesota. Jonah, stop it. It's not Denver's the mentality been in, needs the, to be the, the same. The, the, but at the end of the day, it wasn't an elimination game. They're already in the playoffs. They're in a better situation than the San Antonio Spurs in seeding in the playoffs. They've been one of the hottest teams in the second half. Anthony Edwards has been balling all year. I get it, but I just think like my whole deal is like stop with the finger waving. Stop with the San Antonio. Oh, this is not what we do. This is the, that is the NBA, and the guys run the league. Not every coach has the has the has the power or the cachet as pop. As 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 Phil, as even Doc, even whoever you want to talk about, there's young coaches gonna be like, hey, that is their superstar, that's their number, that's their second best player on the team, behind Carl Anthony Towns, the second best player. We don't know what incentives he got. If it's a game that's not a elimination game or a playoff, I understand what you're saying, mentality. If he's trying to get to fifty, then it's going to get a fifty. I mean, we I, I, that to me, I just don't, I don't see. I, my whole point of bringing it up, I don't see the whole shock. Of uh, of the situation uh, uh, in regards to the back, like it was such a we wow. How is this happening when this is kind of where the NBA uh, that we're at? But anyway, speaking of the devil, moving on. As you say, the Joker made history. What he become the 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 first player in in one season to have what one thousand or two thousand points, one thousand rebounds, and five hundred assists. I'm gonna double check the last. I think I think I have assists and rebounds flipped. No, I think uh, it is. It, no, it's 1,000 rebounds, 500 assists. I was right. Yeah, impressive, man. And I mean, and, and, and he like yes, he plays hard, but some of them nights he don't even look like he exerts that much energy getting that. But he's he's a heck of a player. I told you, a lot of GMs if they polled you, if they polled him now, he would be one of those players. When they say if you had to start a franchise, who would you start it with? Uh, it would be the Joker. Uh, but, you know, the next step of the Joker is to get over the hump in the playoffs, which I think Denver still needs. They they need a couple more people. They need a, he needs a couple more studs. I mean, the Murray, you know, I'm a big flurry from Murray guy. He's been injured for a while now. But I think even when he would come back, he'd come back healthy. They're still missing probably one major piece to get the Joker over the over the hump in there. But that's a hell of an accomplishment uh, for him to have those type of stats, um, you know. Um, also, um, NBA, before we move on that, Clay Thompson probably has his best night since he's been back after a two-year hiatus. Uh, dropped in 33 last night. I understand it was against the eliminated Lakers. Uh, but his legs, you know, it takes a while. I mean, I don't even think Clay's going to be close. I mean, he might not ever be what he was, but I think really with those, I've come to learn that with those type of injuries, especially those devastating ones, the Achilles, uh, ACL, whatever, it's going to take you, you, you're not, even if you make it back, you're not going to be right to that following year to show signs, to even get a cup. So it's late in the season. There's a few games left, but that was encouraging. I know Steve Kerr said it was his best game for sure, just to the fact that he was getting his own shots, his lift. I mean, to get 33 and lead them. I mean, they had a tough time a little bit there in the first half of putting L.A. away and even someone in the third, but they kind of pulled, started to pull away when uh, Clay got hot. So you have that going on. Also, uh, we'll get into, before we get out of here, we'll get into see what's going on the fight weekend. We got a fight, you know, that's going on. We'll get uh, Jonas's take and outlook and see what to expect this weekend in the fight world. Also, NFL, a couple NFL news continues to go on. 
um, you know, this whole Debo Samuel thing. I guess this is a this is also I'm gonna go generational on this too. I guess this is the thing now where guys, if they send messages, they scrub their social media. And then when somebody asks them about it after a while, oh, I didn't mean that. I was just downloading a bunch of stuff. Like this is the thing, this is the subliminal where we're at. I mean, we saw it with Colin Murray. I don't know what Debo is upset about. And I tell you what it is, is because there's a lot of cash being thrown around to receivers and guys are looking at their agents and guys were like, well, wait a minute. I want some of this. What have you heard? I mean, Debo, what is the, I mean, is he unhappy? Is he what, but this is, he's un, he's unscrubbed his social media account. We'll have to get to it after the break. Okay. We're up against it. So definitely got to talk about that. Tyrone Matthew has spoken, said he went into deep depression when the Kansas city chiefs didn't offer him a deal. Say he's confused and he doesn't understand why. And it kind of hurt him mentally. I definitely want to talk about that. We've got an update. Tennessee has responded to the claims against them and their hiring practices. We'll get into all of it. You listen to the sports grind. Today's show is being presented by HazelSkyOnline.com. We'll be back. Ready for a real cocktail? Introducing new Zing Zang ready to drink cocktails in a can. America's number one bloody Mary mix with vodka, Zing Zang margaritas, tequila included, and whiskey sours with real Kentucky bourbon. Ready for no one to have to bartend. Real cocktails, real ingredients, really good. New Zing Zang full-strength canned cocktails. Legendary taste, legendary day. Always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. If you've been accused of a crime, you need trusted and aggressive representation. You need the LaHood Norton Law Group. Over 80 years of combined experience handling both federal and state cases. All of their lawyers are former high-level prosecutors who know the justice system from all sides. For a free consultation, 210-797-7700 or LaHoodNorton.com. Principal Office San Antonio, the LaHood Norton Law Group. Official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producer, Mr. Stan, spin the one and twos, and this R&B Friday, 1-800-707-9760. Today's show was present- is being presented by HazelSkyOnline.com, and this next segment is going to be sponsored by Tiger Sanitation. Tiger Sanitation, if you're looking for a job, they're always hiring, great company to work for. Uh, they do a lot of stuff for the community and surrounding areas. For more details, just go to TigerSanitation.com. Official sponsor of the sports grind. All right, so yeah, so Debo. I mean, what what's the word on the street? Or what's wrong with Debo? Well, this is Debo's first contract negotiation. Believe it or not, as much as he means to the 49ers, this is his first one. And so it's just kind of that um right now, it's just kind of being that that purger of I don't know what my future holds. And I think that for some of these guys, I mean, sometimes when you, especially when you look at this generation and you look at how Kyler handled things and stuff like that, it could be just one of those things of comments on old photos that people are just going back to and they're commenting, oh, remember this, you, need, you, know, you should come back, you should come back, you should come back. And it can just be a lot for the mentality of a player who's trying to prepare for, for a season and, and it's kind of like uh, as, as you're mentally trying to think I before team first right now because you have to, you're trying to find your value it could be one of those things where he's just trying to separate the things of of, of his brand from 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 the team's brand, um, yeah. amidst this, and kind of being like, "Look, we're not we're nowhere near where I want to be right now." And I'll still say that's generation, that's childish. 
I mean, that's that's immature. I mean, at the end of the day, man, you, you're coming off a hell of a season for the 49ers. I understand. You know, and, and not only that, um, you know, I don't know, maybe childish is too harsh, but I can say you're taking it too personal. I mean, at the end of the day, man, this, is, this isn't college anymore. This is business. You're coming off one of your best uh, best years uh, that he had. They use him in a lot of different ways. He's he's important to what they do, but to sit there and say, "Oh well, we're not we're, we're not down because we're going." Because then he have like what another year left, or what is he on the contract? So he's entering his final season of the contract. Okay. Uh, so he's looking, but he's looking for a new one. And I think too, I mean, we're not talking about this. You don't put it on the docket if if he doesn't scrub his social media. So now you've got the talking heads across the country talking about his value, uh, what what this what he could mean to the team. This is a wake up call, and, and and we go back again to the Kyler situation, and the team wasn't talking with him. He he apparently was trying to get a deal done, trying to be heard, trying to be heard, and then uh, it just wasn't breaking through to ownership. They weren't taking his his stance seriously enough, or whatever. Well, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna get your attention by making this a conversation point and scrubbing my social media. Well, that, I guess that's the point. If you want to make it a talking point because no one's talking about it, a talk radio host or whoever's not talking about, it, then speak up with it. Say I want a new contract. I feel like I've outplayed my contract. Those are old school cats do. Not this new. Oh, let me just scrub stuff off of Twitter. Let me scrub my IG. Come on, man. Then say it with your chest out. Like I always say, if the, like I'm just it's the gesture. It's like this whole because it, it's like stop with the leaving the mystery so people can go. It's like attention. But if you if it's really because at the end of the day, you got a year left of your contract. So technically you are still a 49er. So I just feel like if that and, and what I would tell these guys, then stop putting then then you're so like your social brand, whether it's IG, Twitter, whatever, then stop putting your whether it's good terms or bad terms, stop putting your team stuff up there. Stop putting put put a picture, put your personal Debo stuff up there. Then stop putting pictures of the 49ers or 49 in your backdrop if this is what if this is what we're coming to. But you I can't know. necessarily do that either because you have you are beholden to the brand and to your endorsements. Like you are beholden to represent the 49ers at that point. And not if they ain't paying you or somebody ain't paying you to endorse if you just got a regular social media, you don't have to put it on blast that you're the 49er, that you're you're that. A lot of you know, a lot of guys that do this, they do it for because at the same time, that's the thing with NFL. It's not like NBA. Baseball and NBA players are visible. And football, you play with a helmet on. People don't get right. to see that face. People don't. I mean, there's a lot of people on teams that you could walk in the grocery store, you could walk somewhere, and that most average fan couldn't even tell you who that was on a team. And NBA, you see the face, you see that. So a lot of these guys feel like they gotta put their stuff with their teams because it's like this is how I'm notified. This is people know. Most people, if Debo walked into a damn store or mall, you would even know that's Debo Samuel unless he was knocking somebody over and he had 19 on his on the front of his chest. You know, I'm just I'm, I, they, like again, it's it's a young thing. If you want to get guys that want to get people to attention, just say, I'm not happy. I need a new deal. That's what they used to do. Dion used to do it. All the old cats, all this, oh, I'm going to scrub my social media. So a but lot of people can start social basically. media back in I the don't day. give a damn. It wasn't an it's, option. It's, it's, it's weak. Going to this point, it's going weak. to this extent is, is grabbing the megaphone. You're already saying it with your chest yeah. out, talking to the local media, doing inter- during interviews it's or whatever. It's, this is, is grabbing a megaphone. It's playground stuff, man. 
is kiss the girls and make them cry playground stuff, man. That's like, stop. You're a professional. If you're pissed off at your organization, then come out and say, hey, I need to get paid or they need to get me out of here. Because, again, you tiptoeing. The other way I look at it is like you tiptoeing. You don't want to really say that because you don't want to piss them off because you know you got a year left. But at the same time, I'm just going to put my – I'm going to take everything down off my IG and Twitter just so they can talk and wonder, like, wow, is Debo upset? What's going on? Does he still want to be a 49er? It's, it's played out, man. And I love the NFL, and I love my guys in the league, but it's played out, man. Say it with your chest out. If you're not happy, you want more money. And this has a stem for these guys sit back, and they see these guys, Devontae Adams. They see these guys, you know, Allen Robinson. They see all this money pass for receivers, and they feel like, damn, man, everybody was talking about Debo. Everybody was talking about me last December and January. Everybody talking, why haven't y'all come to me with a new contract? I get it, but just let's not do the childish thing and scrub the social media accounts. Yeah, but I, I think that the NFL can maybe avoid these kinds of things and they can be more more professional, if you will, if, if you think they're being rather childish, by, by adding arbitration. Because in arbitration, the players in baseball get to say, here's my value to the team. Yeah. They, 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 and and if, you don't, if you don't have that necessarily in, in the NFL contract setup, Again, they're taking it to 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 radio host and TV host and saying, "Make my case for me. Let that because because we're going to deep dive these numbers. Make my case for me and let me take. I'll take that then to my represent to my representation. They'll take it to the team and be like, look, here's where Debo is valued by okay. everybody else who breaks down this game.' Okay. All right, Mr. Ohio Senator, Mr. Clark, Mr. Politician. I think yeah, I've been I in Texas it. long enough. Yeah. I could run here. Yeah, well, they still probably need you in Ohio. Yeah, it probably it's, it's kind of number down here and their their beliefs down here runs this state, you know. <laughs> Good luck with that. But anyway, um so yeah, that's that's one thing. So that's that's my opinion on it. Yeah, speaking of arbitration, you know, opening day not for loss. Opening day was yesterday in MLB baseball. You got day action going on. Your Houston Astros opened up with a win over Otani 3 to 1 last night. Um but the thing about cuz you you sparked up uh, arbitration. Okay, Aaron Judge Cashman and like they're in the midst of playing the uh, the Boston Red Sox now as we speak. They got rained out yesterday, but Cashman has to come out and say, "Hey, deal didn't get done. No, the deal didn't get done." After a two hundred million dollar plus offer, there's still no deal. And I'm thinking like you, Cashman. Like I understand that the Yankees are, have gotten more conservative over the years. They're not trying to throw a bunch of money. But have you wait? Have you looked at what's been going on in the four years? Y'all thought that this guy Aaron Judge was going to agree to a $200 million contract, a new contract extension, an arbitration. Like the fact that they lowballed him like that, and I know that's a lot of money, but when you look, I mean, the guy has his own section at Yankee Stadium with the all, all rise. He's a freak of nature. He's the next, he's the face of the franchise. He's the next guy. And y'all going to really sit here after seeing Harper, after seeing all these guys trout. And I'm not putting him up there with, with trout, but you're seeing all these contracts and this money, whatever. And even basically what a Correa got, all these guys, and you're going to sit there and come to the press conference and really be shocked that y'all didn't get a deal when you just offered them 200 million. And, you know, be watch out what Anthony Rizzo said. Cause you know, Anthony Rizzo is a Yankee and, and, you know, he was talking about this the other day, but he said, Hey, there's look, he goes, there's no loyalty. In, in this sport, he goes, go look at Freddie Freeman. He's with the Dodgers now. He's like, there's no loyalty. So Anthony's like, hey, if it ain't get done, it is what it is. That's something you got to be careful about if you Yankees. You know, I don't know what Anthony Rizzo's deal is, but I'm like, and damn, man, y'all only offered the judge $200 million? I could have saved you that arbitration because they're like, this ain't going to get that done. What are we doing? Yeah, but part of that, A, that would have been a, a record for a position player. 
at, at 30.5 million a year over seven years. But there's also the part of it too with the cowboy, the star effect. How much? How are are the pinstripes losing their allure too? To where people might take a little less to play for the brand, to play for a winning franchise. Is the is the Yankees pinstripes? Do they think that they were going to get a a, a New York Yankees discount because well, you're going to play know. on this team in this city, one of the biggest media markets and one of the most historic franchises in the sport? And if that's what Cashman and them think, I know what the hell they think. They ain't won nothing since '07 or whenever it was. '09, I think. '09, '07. It's been a while. I mean, we just talked about that a week ago. I hope that's not what Cashman thought. I, the Yankees has been going in a different direction in the last few years they have done it through the farm they paid more attention it's just not about going to spend 100 to 300 million in off season for aging veterans or whoever you want to get but to sit there whether that have been a record for somebody in judge's position the truth of the matter is 200 million dollars no and the, the one thing that i did take notice yesterday too with opening day is you know the new cba agreement has allowed teams not to go ahead and screw with their young prospects so i know with the kansas city royals who beat the cleveland guardians by the way i gotta get used to saying a cleveland guardian still want to say indians cleveland guardians they kansas city had a bunch of young guys from the monitor that probably wouldn't have been called up this early but you know remember that was part of that new cba too as in baseball but baseball's up and running your astros come out one and oh like i said they get otani last night three to one i'm like that's not a good start for the angels if i'm trying to get to uh you know it's only one game out of 162 but if we're trying to get mike trout into the postseason but switching back real quick because i know we got caught up with debo in the nfl going back to the nfl here um a couple other big things you know rob gurkowski took a shot at the new england patriots when he was on jimmy kimmel uh the other night and i and there's, there's something about you know jimmy fallon it's something about athletes who get on these couches on talk night shows that really find themselves either getting a fine like Magic did or either just really saying getting caught up at the moment because you're at these talk late night and you think you got to be funny. and We know what kind of Gronk is. But anyway, so Jimmy had asked him about that situation in Tampa about that bonus when he was one catch away from that million-dollar bonus or something and he asked come back in the game and Tom went ahead and found him and all that. And Gronk is saying that, and Gronk says, well, yeah. He goes, well, no, nah, that wouldn't happen probably in New England. He goes, they, they, they probably would have called off the plays to save that money. And then when he, after he said that, he felt he goes, oh, I probably shouldn't have said it. And he's coming out today said, ah, that's something I would regret. And I'm like, you know what, man, Gronk, and these guys, like, we know what it was with Bill, but the cheap shots and all that, like, keep in mind, man, you cut your teeth on out there in Foxborough. I think Gronk came out of Cincinnati, if I'm not mistaken. You know, was drafted out of, out of college Cincinnati. I forgot what round or where they went. But come on, Gronk. You cut your teeth down there. That's kind of a cheap shot, low blow. Not saying he ain't lying, though. I don't know about if Bill would have went to the lengths of, of like, kind of like calling the playback or calling the ball off to, to get any bonuses. It ain't like what Mike Holmgren did to Sean Alexander. But it was one of those things that, like, wow, I don't know what it is with these late-night talk show hosts, but these guys get on and get diary of the mouth, and they think they're funny, and then they say something that they regret. What you got? Quick correction, Arizona. Uh, University That's of right, Arizona. Arizona. Is he, My bad. Is where he's out of. But it's one of those things, too, with Gronk. Um, I mean, we've heard Spurs players, I mean, again, just in our backyard, you leave you leave the, the, the organization and you feel like you have a little bit more freedom to speak. I think Steven Jackson is one of those who's been very vocal about that. Um, but none of those and, guys and that's won titles. But none of them guys that's won titles down here has ever taken a shot at the Spurs. I mean, like, I mean, Steven Jackson was cut by this team for other reasons, and Steven still to this day 
won't say anything bad about Pop. I mean, the guys that won titles, like I'm not just talking about anybody that's passed through here to play on the Silver Black, but I'm talking about guys that were part of these championships, these five. Whether it ended bad or not, they got traded and got cut. I have never heard anybody come back and take a shot at San Antonio. Now, to me, I just feel like if you're going to say that and you're joking about it, then don't sit there and pretty much feel like you've got to backtrack or say, oh, I shouldn't have said that because you're getting caught up in the situation. But, no, I don't think Bill – I mean, of course, everybody knows Bill doesn't really – they don't really spend no money. I mean, that what he did last offseason, that $180 million was the most we've seen Bill spend in the offseason in a long time. That was coming off of the first losing season or 8-8, eight eight, whatever they finished that year before. You know, 1-800-707-9760. Also, football news, I've been telling you that Tyrone Matthew visited the New Orleans Saints the other day. His decision is still uh, up in the air. I'm hearing the Eagles are coming in the mix to talk to him. But, you know, Tyrone opened up and he said, hey, I was shocked and still do not understand why I didn't get one offer from the Kansas City Chiefs. And he brought up the situation because the guy they went and got from the Texans, I believe it was, the safety that Kansas City uh, when free agency first opened, they went and got him. I forgot my man's name. But they offered him a deal, and Tyron Matthew was saying, if they would have offered me that, he goes, I know agents do what they do. He's like, but if they would have offered me that same amount, he goes, I probably would have eventually went ahead and signed it. He's like, but due to the fact that, you know, and, and the other part that I thought he brought up, he said, man, how, why am I going to be on my fourth team in my career? But the real thing that was the kind of the headliner to me is that he said that, hey, I fell in depression because I was hurt. You know, again, we sometimes we feel that we fail to realize that these guys, these athletes, I mean, they are human and they've got pride. Um, they've got a lot of pride on the line and they've got a lot about what people perceive. But to sit there in a time that we concerned about mental health and all that, to hear Tyrone Matthews, the honey badger, really fall in depression because he's thinking like, hey, man, I gave blood, sweat and tears. And he kind of said like I like he does. He doesn't. He doesn't really he doesn't like to move. He doesn't want to move around and it's going to disturb him that he's going to be on his four team you know, in his career, because you think of a player of his caliber and kind of, you know, pro bowl, all pro, you wonder, like, and, and again, he hasn't really had any off the field problems. Like, I mean, he had to be slipped for a reason when he came out of LSU. I mean, it was Bruce Aarons and the guys at Arizona that took a chance on him, say, hey, we'll draft him. He slipped around because of his, his, uh, his demons that he fought with LSU and his off the field stuff. But, and he's, he's kept the nose clean, but I told y'all yesterday, I don't know if him going back home in the 504 is a good thing anyway with being around those guys and being around that atmosphere. But when I hear a guy that is depressed or saying, and, and again, he's no rookie, knowing that the business side of things, that he didn't get a, an offer from Kansas City, that, that shocked me. Like I told Kansas City fans, we don't know and don't underestimate what somebody like him means in that locker room. We'll know. That could be a bigger impact, which almost from a psychological point than that Tyreek Hill situation in Miami going to. Some other NFL stuff to get to as well. We got to check out the fight card this weekend and what's going on in the boxing world. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by HazelSkyOnline.com. We'll be back.